2: Alright folks, so this is the second episode of the day, because we gotta talk about UFC 283, uh, Glover Teixeira versus uh, Jamala Hill, Uh, I am kind of torn on this one because in my head I look at this and I keep saying to myself, this should be a mismatch, but the other part of me keeps telling myself that Father Time remains undefeated. And it's a very interesting uh, scenario, in my opinion, because we have a champion in Glover who has so much experience edge over Jamal Hill uh, that, I mean, this should be a Glover being favored. Vegas has Hill favored over Glover, which took me a back a ways. But then I had to think about this. And the fact of the matter is, Glover is 43. He's 43 years old at light heavyweight. We just saw Glover in his last fight winning against Yuri Prochaska, he was beating Yuri. And got submitted in reverse in the last minute of the fight. And submitted by Yuri when Glover was going to win that fight. And I keep saying to myself, because I was on the Yuri side of that fight. But I kept saying to myself, eventually time is going to catch up to Glover. And he's going to get taken out in a fight. But the issue is that if Yuri couldn't do it. I'm having a tough time seeing Jamal Hill take care of business against Glover. So this is the this is the type of main event that's gonna suck me in because the odds are favoring Hill. He's minus one forty against Glover being plus one twenty. And from a DraftKings pricing standpoint, Hill is eighty four hundred versus Glover being at seventy eight hundred. When I look through this card, and we'll get to the rest of this card. When I keep looking through this card, I'm getting very nervous about being on the Glover side from a DFS standpoint because I keep looking at this and saying I'm not seeing where Glover gets beaten by Hill. I'm I'm having a tough time seeing it, but I know that Glover is 43 years old, and it, it's just. It's really tough. It's really tough because uh you know, I think Glover can get an early takedown on Hill and submit him. I really do. I really think Glover can take down Hill and submit him in under 3 minutes. Early, while while they're uh they're dry. If this fight keeps going, the longer this fight keeps going, the more likely Jamal Hill's going to knock out Glover Teixeira. At my, and it's minus, one, uh, minus 6 uh, 650 to finish inside the distance. I'm very torn on this fight. I really am because realistically in my head I know Glover should not win this fight at 43 years old in the division that he's in with a uh, Hill coming into his prime. I feel like Hill uh sweet dreams should be able uh, Jam- Jamal Hall should be able to I keep saying Jamal but it's Jamal Hall um, should be able to take care, uh, take out Glover because that's what that's what Vegas is trying to point us towards. They're pointing us towards a hill finish inside the distance as Glover gets tired. But Glover has a great gas tank, and I know Glover knows enough uh, ways of getting this fight to the ground that he should be able to find a way to get Hill to the ground. Man, I feel like I'm getting suckered here. Because Vegas is telling me that Hill should win this. But, looking at fights and just looking at the history, there's a way for, and there's a very viable pathway for Glover to get this win. Like, this feels like the Blahovitz fight. Truth be told, this feels like the Jan Blahovitz fight, where, you know, I was counting out Glover because of his age, and Glover found a way to get this to the mat and subbed Jan. And, and I feel like this is this fight all over again. Because I was I was on the Yon uh, side. Then I took the Yuri side. I got bailed out at the end by Yuri. But still, Glover was winning that fight. I, like, I I am very conflicted. I'm very conflicted about the, uh, this fight. Because could this end inside a distance? Certainly. But it's not going to shock me if Glover is the guy with his hands raised at the end of the night and being declared uh, the light heavyweight champion of the world again. It's not going to shock me. Because, you know, I've seen this play out enough times where Glover does this and, you know, we keep acting surprised. Like, how the hell did Glover do this? You know, it just... It it gets to me every time. It keeps getting to me. I'm just not seeing it. So... You know, we're going to see how this goes, but um, that is the main event. We're going to take a quick break. I'll break down the rest of this card, Uh, but I wanted to talk about this main event fight because it makes a difference as to how the roster construction is going to have to go in terms of uh, DFS. So uh, I'll give you my thoughts on how I want to build, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So we'll take a quick break and get right back after it.
1: Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills.
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But MiniHealth understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes.
2: All right, so we are back. The n- next co-main event is uh, Brandon Moreno versus Davidson Figueiredo. I have no idea how to call this one because Moreno is slightly favored. Figueiredo, you know, they're both coming in as the uh, as uh, as the featherweight champ. I don't, I don't really know which way I want to lean here because. At 125, these are far and away the two best guys in the division. Far and away. And, you know, the last time we saw a Figueroa fight was uh, back in January where, you know, of last year, uh, where he won the unanimous decision over Moreno. This is the fourth fight between these dudes. The fourth fight. It's one, one, and one. Like, it, like it's Literally, we didn't settle anything. Um, you know, and before I, I said it before. Like, I thought Moreno won the first two fights. You know, Figgy came out with a good game plan, wrestled, and they actually got that. Actually, won the third fight. I will give Nelson uh, Davidson all all the credit in the world. He he won the third fight. But that being said. It's a coin flip fight that I still think Brandon Moreno is the better fighter. I, I do believe that. But man, this could easily go to a judge's decision. And I don't want any piece of that. Because if it goes to a judge's decision, it's it, the rounds could be so close and tight that it's not going to shock me if I disagree with the decision. And I'm on the Moreno side and he loses the fight based off a judge's decision it's not going to shock me it's going to annoy the hell out of me but it's not going to shock me because that's how t- close these two are when you w- go down through the tape like if looking at the tape this is about as evenly of a fight as you're going to get what this fight's going to come down to basically is something random is going to happen it- it's like going to be like a headbutt or you know, just like some type of wonky uh, knee or an elbow that busts somebody up, like something definitive has to happen in this fight to cause uh, this to defy- fight end early. Because you know, I you know I know that uh, where these two are concerned, you know, could Moreno get a submission on Figueroa? Yes, but. I know Figueredo has trained up on the submissions that Brandon got him with before. So to me, I have a real tough time seeing where I'm going uh, elsewhere to to, to, kind of get get to the decision. Like my my whole talking point here is, you know, there's a real chance that these guys have fought each other so many times they cancel out everything that they're going to do. It's absolutely crazy that we're in a, a spot where I could see this fight going into a split decision, and you could vote on, uh, you could you, know, you could bet on a split decision from the judges, and it. I, I it's not that crazy of a prop. It's not that crazy of a prop that you get a split decision uh, when it goes to the judges' scorecards. Because truth be told, the over is uh, being favored here. The inside of this is is literally at even money. So this could easily go to a decision, and if it goes to a decision, chances are you're probably going to get a split decision because getting all three judges to see the fight the exact same way when it comes to these two, it's going to be a tight fight, in my opinion. Unless you get something wonky that happens, like they've seen all of each other's strikes enough When you're inside the cage that long against somebody else, you kind of know you've already prepped for them because you fought them before. So it's going to be hard to uh, truly uh, deviate from what works and what makes these guys so great to surprise the other guy. It's going to be a tough fight on both sides to land something definitive to end. uh, And I don't even think you can end the fight. It's like I don't think these guys are going to surprise each other enough to get a clean enough shot to end the fight in one in one blow. I think this is going to be something where you're going to need like to like gash someone and like ca- like cause a major cut uh to make it su- significant enough to end the fight. Cuz I don't see the fight ending any other way. It needs to be by like a doctor stoppage situation given how well these guys know each other. Because I don't think they have enough in the yards arson- and, they- and I shouldn't say they don't have enough. It's They have great arsenals. It's just that the other guy has seen the other guy's stuff uh, so long, and they are so familiar with each other, it's hard to get caught that way. So, to me, you need something random to occur. And that's why I say it's like an elbow strike out of nowhere or a clash of heads accidentally maybe. But it's like you need something wonky to happen that you can't prep for in order for one of these guys to get taken out of the fight early. And that's why I think this is the hardest fight of the night to call. I, I This could go any way, but I don't hate the idea of betting for a split decision uh, victory for one of these fighters because it very well could go to the judges' scorecard. And getting all three judges to agree on who won the fight, I, I think that's going to be a tough call today. Uh, I, I really think this is going to be right down to the wire. All right, so a few more fights that I think are pretty much slam dunks. Uh, Neil Magny is uh, taking on Gilbert Burns, and Gilbert Burns is going to smash Neil Magny. Burns is a minus four seven five favorite, minus one twenty finish inside the distance. I look at this, and you know, I think it's pretty straightforward that this is going to be Burns finishing this fight. This is not going to a decision, in my opinion. You know, it's uh, pretty straightforward, in my opinion, that this is going to be Burns dominating. So I like Burns inside the distance at minus 120. And the other fight is Jessica Andraj versus Lauren Murphy. And I also expect to take care of business and finish inside the distance. Uh, um uh Andraj is a minus four ninety favorite. I am also taking her to finish inside the distance. Uh, that's almost at even of money. It's only minus one oh five. I, I definitely think uh she you know kind of smashes here, right? like uh, truth be told, like I think some of these matchups are more on the lopsided side. Uh that's why I'm good with doing a parlay with uh Burns and uh and Jessica Andraj. Because those are the more money-making opportunities as opposed to the main events. I think it, it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of tough, uh, to be honest, uh, looking at it otherwise. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. And I'm going to give uh, two picks on the undercard that I actually like quite a bit. Uh, so uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll circle back and uh, uh, wrap up uh, some of the picks I have going in uh, to this UFC card. So stick around
1: don't go anywhere the fantasy throwdown podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills welcome back to the show hope you got your popcorn ready
2: All right, we are back. So couple of picks on the undercard that I do like to target. Uh, actually, I'll give out three uh, just because uh, I, I do kind of like uh, uh, this on the undercard. So first off, it should be the opening fight of... Uh, I think we got 15, uh, uh, 15 uh, matches uh, uh, this week. But uh, first up, we've got... Uh, Simon Oliveira versus Daniel Mark uh, Marcos. Uh, Marcos is a plus-125 underdog. Oliveira, a minus-145. Uh, Simon, uh, you know, he fought uh, a debut match against Toto Gravely where he got taken down 11 times. Uh, I'm not joking. He got taken down 11 times in a 15-minute fight. Like, dude cannot wrestle. He cannot wrestle at all. Uh, apparently... He's supposed to be good at grappling, uh, but the only grapple move that he tends to show is a guillotine choke, and he keeps jumping, doing a uh, trying to go for jumping guillotines, and that's why he's getting taken down because he's trying to submit the dude. Um, I, I I just want to take uh, Marcos here because he's thirteen and zero. While he hasn't uh, fought in quite some time, it's been over two years since his last fight. His stand up from uh, what i had seen on the regional scene was pretty good and again you know he t- he he do- he does uh throw some pretty good uh, leg kicks and with a guy like oliveira where you know he's not trying to take you down you can throw leg kicks uh if anything oliveira's gonna give up uh, optimal position to try to go for these guillotine chokes I'd rather take uh, Marcos as an underdog here. Uh, the fights uh, it's at one thirty-five, but it's expected to finish inside the distance at minus one fifty. Um, you know, and the weird part was Marcos was the initial favorite when this line opened up. He was at like minus one fifty, and then uh, it went, it started trending in a direction to Oliveira. But you know, I, I I do think Marcos is a live dog here. At plus 125, I'm okay with firing it. So that was my, uh, that was the third one I decided to throw in there. But the two uh, plays that I kind of like uh, that I'll go into is uh, Ishmael uh, uh, Bonfim uh, versus uh, Terrence McKinney. This is expected to be a minus 900 to finish inside a distance. Minus 900. Here's the thing Terrence McKinney, T Rex as we call him, is a one round fighter. He goes all out to try to finish a dude. If for some reason this fight gets past the first round and this is a live betting opportunity, Bonfim is a a 105 underdog. So this is a tight fight. But if for some reason he survived, if he gets out of that first round against McKinney, I don't care what the line is. As long as it's not like minus 500. You bet uh, Ishmael Bonfein. Because Terrence McKinney does not have the gas tank to go 10 solid minutes. Let alone 15. He usually empties his gas tank. And when this line is telling me that it's minus 900 finish inside the distance. They expect McKinney to unload the entire gas tank to try to get the finish in the first. And then he's going to be completely gassed the rest of the way through. To me, this is the way you got to go about this. Well, I bet this fight. And go on the Ishmael Bonfim side, because I'm going to be curious if this is going to land uh, around the time of uh, when the Giants game comes on. Because it? it I, I hope it doesn't. It. I, uh, I hope I'll be able to. I hope I'll be able to live bet this one and not be tied up with, uh, uh, not not get tied up with. Uh, uh, the Giants game, because to me, this screams as an opportunity to go target uh, this one live. Uh, because, while well, I'll bet Bonfim initially, because Bonfim, the finish is plus 130. I I like Bonfim to, uh, as a live dog here. Yes, I will have exposure to McKinney without question in DFS, because he's 8,500. And Bonfim is 7,700. I'll have exposure to both dudes. Because with this line someone's going to post probably a score above 100 uh, if this finishes uh, in the second round or less, uh, uh, given the strike. So someone's going to sleep. Uh, The question is, if it's Bonfim, this is the optimal DFS build. So uh, I would expect Ishmael Bonfim at 7700 to be in the winner for DFS if if he finishes off McKinney. But I'm going to live bet this one with Bonfim if, uh, if this gets past the first round. The other fight that I'm going to cap off with is Ishmael's older brother, Gabriel Bonfim. Uh, he's fighting um, um, uh, Munir Lazay. It's a minus 200 finish inside the distance. Bonfim is a minus 165 favorite and plus 110 to finish inside the distance. Basically, from what I've seen from Bonfim is he's actually uh, the the better fighter, uh, from what I've seen on tape, uh, because he has excellent striking, and he's got 10 submissions, uh, you know, I think that this is a, a an interesting, uh, I, I think this is an interesting fight, because, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weird one, because, like, uh, I think his striking is pretty good. And I think his uh, 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 takedowns and submissions are also something that's going to make him a viable contender down the line. So, what I would like to uh, target here is uh, going for Bonfim to finish inside a distance. I'll take Bonfim at plus 110, um, but I'll have action on him at minus 165 to win outright if this goes to a decision. But... I do like uh, uh, Gabriel Bonfim overall in terms of play, and I will parlay that with his brother as well in terms of uh, somebody's picks. So that's going to do it. Uh, so uh, UFC 283, we'll see how these main events go. It should be kind of tight, to be honest, uh, between the two main events. Uh, uh, I do see a lot more variance on uh, the uh, Glover and the Hill fight. Uh, Figueredo and Moreno I do see it go to into, uh, going to the distance which is why I, I think that split decision prop is very very in play here uh, to be perfectly honest with you guys so uh, that's going to do it so enjoy the fights uh, enjoy the football as well today and yeah we'll, we'll get after it another time uh, take care
1: everyone thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and all major outlets.